0: This nation was founded by men of many nations and backgrounds. It was founded on the principle that all men are created equal. Mayday, mayday. Going down. You take your red pill. You stay in Wonderland.
1: And I show you how people the rabbit Human beings are a disease. A cancer of this planet. I see dead. The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ compels you! The power of Christ
0: compels you! The power of Christ compels you! you. Welcome back, everyone, for another week of the Swerve podcast. Hello, hello, hello. How's everyone doing? We're the Swerve Podcast, and we're three random guys on a mission to understand everything in the universe, one obscure topic at a time. So our premise is very simple. Every week, we pick a topic that we don't really know anything about, that kind of swerves off the mainstream path. Then we research it, we discuss it, and we dissect it here on the podcast on the fly. But before we get into that, I have to say, we do have a Patreon. If you would like to support us, you can do that on Patreon. For just as little as $1, you get numerous shout-outs on the podcast. As well, you get access to a plethora of episodes. If you need extra content, you've burned through all of our catalog. For $1, you can go on our Patreon and you have access to many, many episodes. If you want early access, we do have another tier that you can pledge to. And you get early access to our episodes in addition to bonus content and shout-outs on the podcast. So, having said that, before we go further, I want to say we do have a special guest with us today, filling in for Envy. His name, he's the man, the myth, the legend. Izzo is back. Guess who's back? Back
2: again. Izzo's back, filling in for a friend. Uh, Yeah, thanks for having me back, guys. Um, Excited about this episode, once again. I didn't do as much research as I planned on doing, but, you know, this is just a conversation and uh, I'll learn something along the way as well as you guys. So,
0: yeah, thanks for having me and let's get into this. So we do have a important second component to the podcast. If you're a first time listener, you're not aware of this. I like to dabble in the boots while we do
1: this podcast. Um, get the conversation a little free flowing and and uh, interesting, if you will. And uh, I'll start us off, I guess, boys. i uh taking a page out of Magnum's book here picked up a bottle of pink whitney so See, have a shot of that. that
0: nice you, Dabbling am, with a you little pink amsterdam whitney. vodka and then yeah, going i have to, to say, be washing it, it it goes well with the podcast it's a good thing Sponsor to just us. shoot <laughs> yeah and then Sponsor just washing her down with a coolers light keeping it simple super basic but Ooh. that's fine that's how we do it yeah i mean as always starting off the show with a pink whitney This is what we got. It's like raspberry lemonade, or is it just pink? It's pink. It's not even a flavor. (laughs) Just I thought I thought it was like raspberry lemonade or like strawberry lemonade or something. It's just pink, pink lemonade. (laughs) Just pink. What flavor is it? Pink. (laughs) Like, what's your what's your favorite what's your favorite food? I like salad because it tastes green. It's like doesn't quite make sense to me. I don't know.
2: Yeah, on a different wavelength, just being able to taste colors, I guess.
0: There's a term for that. It's like synesthesia or something. It's when people hear sound and stuff. (laughs) They hear, no, I mean, they hear sight or they see sound. (laughs) They hear hear sound. sound. Like normal people. (laughs) (laughs) That's just crazy. I've been hearing sound all my life. (laughs) Fucking crazy, bro. (laughs) It's crazy.
2: (laughs) What else are you drinking? Or is it just Pink Whitney?
0: I was trying to get to that uh, first shot to start off the podcast, but no, I have quite a, well, as I said, I, I sweat through my whole shirt coming home today um, in haste, so I need some water to cool down. So I have like a pitcher of, or not a pitcher, what, what do you call this? A tanker? Pint. A pint? Tankard? No, it looks like a tanker. it's a yeah. tanker. A tanker of vodka water to cool down. Okay, nice. I need to hydrate
2: with some vodka water. So I'm drinking a Coors Light because Bud Light won't pay me. Um, yeah, that's what I'm drinking right now. Next time, I promise I'll have something more fancy. Like I already had it in my head, just didn't have the time to pick it up. But uh, next
0: next time, I promise something fancy. Yeah. All right, let's let's hop into this topic because we've been uh, we're dicking around a little bit here. Let's uh. So today we're talking about Bob Lazar. To put this in a nutshell, this is a guy. He's a physicist that allegedly worked to reverse engineer extraterrestrial spacecraft technology at a secret site called S Four, located south of the U.S. Air Force Base known as Area Fifty One in the 1980s. So, this guy, um, for the uninitiated, he—I've heard of him. I know who he is. For me, this isn't quite. Something that I had no idea what it was, but I think for Dragon it probably is. And Izzo, I don't know how much you know about Bob Lazar. Uh, just one Joe rog- Rogan podcast. That's how much. So I you know. did see that, okay? Yeah. So I watched that one as well in preparation. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. So this guy Bob Lazar, I just want to paint a, a picture of him while we're here in the basics. He's he comes across extremely coherent he's very intelligent and his story has been you know close to verbatim the same since the late 1980s all the way to you know I, I forget when he was on that pod was it 2018 maybe 2019 it was a while but anyways ago. yeah you know like three decades his story has been pretty consistent and he's very knowledgeable and he speaks and he's very believable I want to say so this outlandish claim, you know, that's, he's very, that he was worked- uh,
1: very humble about it. Yeah. Um, about the whole thing. He's not like just kind of what I gathered. He's not looking for major attention. He's not looking for anything like that. He's just very humble. He's like, this is what I experienced. And like Magnum said, it's consistent every time for the most part. There's always like, there's no like very or very little discrepancies in what he says.
0: There's forgivable discrepancy, like given how, you know, just try to remember something 20, even just like five years ago, try to remember something. I can barely
1: remember what I had for breakfast. Like, I mean, (laughs) yeah. But let's say like, if you're
2: practicing the same or thinking about it every single day and practicing what you're going to say, um, over 30 years, you'd get pretty good at telling the same story.
1: Just Playing you're devil's it. advocate you're getting, here. You're, you're getting deep already. Okay.
0: Um, oh, so you're, you're going to be one of those guys on the podcast. You're
1: gonna be one of those. Okay. Guys, always, eh? That's fine. Fucking special guest. My you're ass. Not hey. hopping on the bandwagon.
0: <laughs> oh fuck. I always hey, try and be different. While while we're in the podcast right now, give me one second. I have a surprise. <laughs> Is it a sunrise?
1: He's like a <laughs> he's like a cocker spaniel. Sometimes he gets all like excited about things.
2: Just like a bone he found in the backyard. Look at this. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's, it's going to be something so silly. Do you see
0: Bob Lazar t-shirt? Oh, you got a Very t-shirt nice. filling that man's pockets, eh? I'm sporting a. I I bought it from someone in China, so <laughs> <laughs> I don't know unless he's colluding with the Chinese. Oh, oh hot, hot! We're starting take. rumors here. <laughs> a hot take here on this word podcast. Bob Lazar, he's with the, he's the Chinese Communist Party. <laughs> he's giant that's why he wears those glasses all the time <laughs> <laughs> so so i want to <laughs> and we're canceled already yes yeah, that's fine we have we were canceled a long time ago that's true um, we're basically just doing this from episode now. one well hey i want to say to listeners you can actually find us on odyssey now it's based on blockchain technology so uh they can't cancel us there so fuck yeah shout out to odyssey.com good shit um, yeah, so, I want to say, Bob Lazar. So, this technology that we're talking about in question, just uh, while we're here in the basics, it basically had the ability to control or manipulate gravity um, as a form of propulsion, according to Lazar. That's kind of what he was working on. So, this technology that we were referring to and shit, that's that's what we're talking about. He had tech that could manipulate gravity in order to move some kind of craft. So, I mean, his story, like it's, it's, it's very compelling. It's the the consistency it's astounding. And, you know, there's, there's many different factors that I want to outline as we go through his story that lend credence that he is in fact telling the truth. And I don't want to just dismiss mm. the story because a lot of You're, times we uh, get into these showing things. Showing your hand already. Hey, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like I, I, I've known about, I've been following Lazar for a long time. I mean, you he has a, a t-shirts. T-shirt.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's probably got a few different colors of the t-shirt too. Wears one every day of the week. oh this is my first <laughs> poplar. Bob Lazar one. I got one with him without glasses.
2: DMs him oh. every single day trying to get a conversation yeah. with him.
1: Dick pics. <laughs> Never <Yeah>. responds. <laughs> this is uh Magnum lead researcher at the Swerve podcast. Would you uh like to, we're about to do an episode on you? Maybe you can uh <laughs> That'd be pretty fucking that'd be sick if he came on. That'd be dope. If you got that'd a huge pick from Bob Lazar, that'd be pretty dope too. <laughs> uh, well, it would be big for it'd be big for the podcast. Like it would be huge for it'd the be podcast. Huge. Could, it'd be huge. Uh, look, look at this anti gravity propulsion. <laughs> yeah, just check out this. I don't care how we get. <laughs> I don't care how we get famous. I just want to get famous. Like that's all we're trying to. Do.
0: <laughs> I can do it too. Weird. That's science. That's extraterrestrial right there. You know what, now that we've done this, I have uh, I have another surprise while we're doing this. Oh
2: no, he has Bob
0: Lazar pants now. He's full of it <laughs> today.
2: Bob Lazar foam finger? What is this?
1: <laughs> Number one fan, Bob Lazar. <laughs> oh, look at this guy.
2: Glasses. <laughs> Bob Lazar you, aviators.
1: You kind of look like
0: him, actually. I know.
1: Yeah, are you trying to tell
0: something? I am Bob Lazar. I am Bob Lazar. All right, now we can continue. He alleges to have worked as a physicist at Los Alamos Laboratories, and actually, we we did talk about this in a previous episode, our Richard Doty episode. So, Los Alamos Laboratories, it, it's I don't know. It seems to be intimately tied to UFO lore in one way or another, which is which is interesting. But anyways, when he worked at this laboratory, he worked on a particle accelerator and due to his he had some notoriety um in the community because he built like a a jet rocket for his his car and he was also working at this facility, so he ended up being recruited by a third-party company to work at S4, which this is near Area 51 allegedly. And here he was working on this advanced propulsion technology that we're talking about—this anti or this gravity manipulating reactor or something that propels spacecrafts. This is where he first encounters the extraterrestrial technology. And this car—it
1: actually—that's kind of like how he got put.
0: Isn't that kind of like how he got put on their
1: radar because he was like on the news, like he was in wherever he was from. Allegedly, it definitely helped him. It it definitely helped him.
2: I mean, he just took a picture in front of it, and somebody wrote a news article about him. Can't really claim to have built it without proof.
1: Yeah, but, dude, this is the 80s. Like, <laughs> you, you don't just...
0: think he built it? <laughs> uh, I dude, do not think Lazar he built Dude, Bob builds it. weird shit all the time. Oh, my God. Who built it then? Okay, well, Aliens. we'll say this. Aliens. Alien.
1: <laughs> um,
0: okay, so I just want to... I mean, this we, is the close...
1: 80s, though, though? This is how you get put on the map. Like, you just do something crazy that's what you do
0: yeah
2: or you just you fake need a, something crazy there's
0: there's no facebook
2: Dude, Instagram artist, or
0: whatever. you're fucking crazy <laughs> well, look at this shit you're just spouting some crazy shit already we're in the basics and we're already we're already how, throwing shade on bob dare L-. do you, you see say anything bad about
1: bob Lazar to his doppelganger <laughs> do you see <laughs> i mean this will just make it a more interesting topic
2: right now or more interesting discussion so
0: so i want to say while well, we round out the basics here that's the story in a nutshell. You have Bob Lazar, he works at some place that's crazy, and he's working on a particle accelerator, but then he starts he gets recruited to S4. He's he's allegedly working on this extraterrestrial technology, but I just want to say today, you know, he's known for this story, which I'm going to outline as we work through the podcast, but basically all he does today, he owns and operates a company called United Nuclear Scientific Equipment and Supplies. And they just sell, you know, a variety of materials and chemicals. That's kind of what they do. So that's his, that's what he does. Um, (laughs) And that'll come up in our story as we go through this, because, um, you know, there's some legal things that come up here and there with Bob Lazar and his company, but we'll get to that as we get through this. So I want to, I want to go through his story at this point, because You know, we kind of outlined in a nutshell what Bob, who Bob Lazar is and what he's all about. But I think his story is, I mean, at least me personally, this is the most compelling story I've come across looking into UFO shenanigans. I don't know about you guys. I know you've, you're, you're rather new to Bob Lazar, but would you say the same thing? Like, were you compelled by his story? I will say for me being kind of the
1: guy who who doesn't believe, you know, like like I've stayed consistent on every time, excuse me, every time we've talked about this or any sort of uh, like aliens, extraterrestrial, whatever stuff, you know, until I have like concrete, concrete uh, evidence. That's when I'll believe it. You know, I'll believe it when I see it. But I'll say this: this you have guy to see a body yeah I'll say this. This guy kind of moves the needle for me though. I will say that he moves the needle for me i'll I'll uh yeah yeah, yeah nice. he does
2: he does have a very compelling story. he's a he's a very interesting person, and you know, uh, I think the type of person that he is and the way that he communicates himself really gives him credit as as opposed to some other people that have been spewing uh, similar information. Uh, so I think, yeah, he does have a very compelling story and that's why he is so popular and is has gotten a lot of attention from it. So I think his Correct. story is compelling, but it's, a, yeah,
0: let's move on. <laughs> so I want to, I want to start with the story with, so he gets recruited to S4 and this is kind of where the story begins when he's recruited there he he talks about that he's briefed and shown documents that are just kind of outlining unrealistic things so they're kind of talking about the technology that he ends up working on allegedly but he doesn't really believe it so this is what this is according to bob he's given these documents he's being briefed but he doesn't quite believe the documents per se he thinks maybe they are um what would you say A way to, like, an absurd story to either, one, test your memory, see if you can remember. Like, he doesn't know what he's reading. Or, see if if you were to tell that information to someone, it would tie it back to you because the story is so unrealistic. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so, like, uh, each person working at S4 has like a unique story and it kind of acts as a unique identifier so you can trace it back to the person or is that's kind of what you were saying there. Yeah. As to how absurd it is. Yeah.
0: So he, he comes into this, not really believing what he's being told that he's going to be doing. So he does later though, he starts, he starts actually working with someone named Barry. We don't know a lot about this Barry guy. I've just heard him mentioned in, Interviews that Lazar has done. Yeah, he talks and about him a couple times. Barry shows him firsthand this technology, this technology that's able to manipulate gravity as a form of propulsion. And you know, Lazar, he's stoked. He he can't really believe what he's seeing. And him being a physicist and someone who likes tinkering with things, you know, you know when he built his jet propul- propulsion car. You know, he's just like, oh, this is crazy. Cause like this technology, even to this day, we don't have anything like this. So you can imagine if you like engineering and you like tinkering with things, this is just be, you know, you're a kid in a candy store at this point.
1: Oh yeah, this is right up your alley. If that's your if that's your jam, if that's your gig, this is like this is like the dream. This is the dream.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the story, I don't know, like how much we want to get into what Lazar rec- recounts, but essentially when he's working with Barry, they're the they're the only ones really in communication with each other. Like they're not really talking to other um people at the facility. Everything's yeah, they, compartmentalized. Yeah, they're so keeping they people separated work. for yeah, secu- like security separated. reasons,
1: as Bob puts it. Um yeah. And it kind of makes sense. I mean, it's a government thing, high secure whatever what would be the definition high high risk high fine highly classified thank you so yeah it kind of makes sense i know he kind of in a few interviews he kind of complains about it you know because for science like science is a, a collaborative effort like you need to well you guys know you guys are the fucking scientists here not me um <laughs> yeah but you know Open you need other people you need other people's ideas bouncing things off hey well you know you're thinking about it you know, obviously that's not what's happening. It's yeah, you're doing, you're working on the steering wheel of this project and figure that out and you're doing this. And this is obviously not accurate before people go on red and be like, no, he wasn't working on the steering wheel. I know. I'm just (laughs) fucking saying here. Um, but yeah, they're separating (laughs) into little groups and they're not letting people know the whole big picture. So for when this happens, when, you know, they can't, they kind of look silly in a way, right? Like when, it, it, yeah. it, on their part, if if his story is true, on their part, it's true because he's had to deal with it for thirty years, trying to convince everyone that it's a true story. But no, you know, you only have a tidbit of information, so kind of makes sense. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I do want to throw a, a note in here. Um, according to Bob's story, there was someone that worked with Barry before Bob did, and that person allegedly died due to um, trying to manipulate this gravity-controlling device at some point. And allegedly, Bob believes that's why he was brought in, to replace that person that tampered with it too much. So... Yeah. shit It's like one of those things, I think he even says this in uh, some of his interviews. It's like... If you were to take, you know, like a nuclear reactor or something and like just put it a thousand years ago, people would like start poking it with a stick and they would get fucked. You know, they would die and they wouldn't know why. They wouldn't know that they're dying because of radiation poisoning or whatever. They would just start dropping. And it's the same thing with this. It's like they don't really understand it, but they're kind of poking around at it. and. Yeah. Allegedly, someone someone died from it. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy. And I mean basically, so this is I mean, probably more people died if you think about it. Like probably
1: more people if like the story is true, like probably more people have died from it. Yeah, we wouldn't know, right? Because it's compartmentalized. All we know is that the steering wheel has taken one life. That's all we know. (laughs) (laughs) One star
0: review. One One star. star (laughs) So Bob Lazar, he actually, he was young at this time. I think he was in his late 20s when he's working here. So, you know, he's a little bit adventurous. He's a little bit wild. He actually learned the flight times that the base would test these extraterrestrial crafts. I think he said, did he say there was nine crafts in total that he knew of, that he saw? Or maybe it was seven. I want to go with nine. I'm going to go with nine better safe to round up yeah but he the the military they would test these they can they actually knew how to pilot them um and i mean like his analogy to this he he says if you were to like put a motorcycle a thousand years ago you know someone could figure out how to ride it but they wouldn't actually understand you know how the engine works how it you know when you when you turn the key what mechanism is actually making that engine start but they would probably figure it out like they know how to use it. They just wouldn't be able to reproduce it. So he he's saying the same thing with the UFOs that he was studying or that they were studying here that, you know, they figured out how to use them, but they don't know how right. they work at all. Mm-hmm. So mm. he it's gets kinda like, these fl- kind of like
1: automobiles now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah.
2: Just start it. Yeah. Try taking a Tesla apart.
1: <laughs> oh, <can>. yeah. <laughs>
0: I could barely take my car apart. Are you kidding me? It's like ten years old. <laughs> so he's got these flight times, and like I said, he was young. You know, he's adventurous. He's having could a couple a shit head. Yeah. He's having a couple yeah, of drinks. He's, he's listening he's to the swerve podcast.
1: No <laughs>
0: he did listen to the swerve podcast. He did say that. Um he <laughs> so he brings friends out and I forget what day it was like on a Wednesday or something. They would go out to this ridge and they would view these crafts being piloted. And what's crazy about this is they did this for about three weeks in a row. And towards the end, you know, they just got careless and they're like, whatever. They started bringing like a, they brought like an RV out there. Um, and so, you know, they're watching these, these yeah. crafts flying around Doing some drugs, and, smoking a little weed. It's the eighties. Like what else he doing? <laughs> <laughs> so these like the crafts, the way they they describe or he describes how they move is like picture if you had a laser pointer and you put it on the wall and you kind of just move it around. It's like that's how much mobility these things have. um You know, it's not like a plane which just goes forward and can kind of slow down and then land. This thing's like going forwards, backwards, sideways, up, down, like really fast and rapid. So it's something that we can't do yeah it defies it's, a lot
1: of our kind of like laws and ideas and everything we kind of know about flying and aircraft travel I also thought it was kind of funny that for the when he how he found out the time so it was like every Wednesday because it was like a low traffic air day and they determined that was like the way that was like they determined they wouldn't get
0: caught. Oh, yeah, because the like highway that. was like more quiet that day or something. Oh, it was like every so Wednesday? It was like less chance. Yeah, that's right. So the thing that's crazy about this, this kind of leads me to my first uh, piece of evidence that Bob's telling the truth. These friends that he brought out to this site to view these UFO test flights, they corroborate that they saw weird shit. They 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 say that they saw this, and some of these friends they don't even like Bob, but they still say, "Yeah, we went out there and we saw some shit." <laughs> so this is like the first piece of evidence that's come through. Uh, people have gone back and interviewed, like journalists. They are journalists. They have interviewed these these friends, and they they corroborate Bob's story. So that's a that's a big pe- for me. That's a big piece of evidence because if I. You know, like say someone took me somewhere and I saw some weird shit and I didn't really like the guy. I was just kind of like f- trying to fuck his wife or something <laughs> like, like, <laughs> and then they bring you out there. You know, I'd be like, if I corroborate his story, I'm like, yeah, I did see that. It's kind of a, I don't know. It makes it a little bit more believable to me.
1: But what if co- collabor what's the word corroborating, corroborating, corroborated, corroborating the story would get you closer to banging his wife.
0: Ah. You raise a very valid point. You raise I mean, a very valid point. So we cannot thing. we cannot a, disprove that. Just start. Yeah. I don't know. Just kind of pop I'm I'm, just kind of
1: popped in his I'm head.
2: skeptical as well on it. Like, okay, you can bring somebody to where you want them and show them what you want. And that's it.
0: Just because so you, you think have he a... was you think he was just had a laser pointer and was shining it on a tree yeah. and they're like, holy it's... shit, and they were all just tripping on acid. <laughs> yeah pretty much like if he had the capabilities yeah, to build 80s, a jet pack Honda or a jet
2: <laughs> jet a jet engine jet on
0: your car or jet something, engine yeah.
2: Honda he probably has the capability to throw some lights around really quick and brings people there in his winnebago roasting some roasting mm-hmm. some weenies on the Barbie and then everyone's having a good
0: time and they see this light but, show but Izzo the third time they went there they uh were confronted by like secret services so
1: well, how do you explain like,
0: that if you're bringing them a mili- near
2: military near base, a government so. <laughs> yeah a government property a military base and you're bringing them near there because you know eventually somebody's going to come and catch you and it it just lends more credence to your story
0: you like must. if i really
2: wanted to convince you uh, about something i would take you you know to a government facility. You know, so get closer each time and then eventually the government's like the people working there are going to be like, OK, well, we, we have to stop, you now. like it's a pattern. You're interfering with our work. You're jeopardizing our safety
0: potentially. So we have to kick you out. So here's a counterpoint to this. Area 51 wasn't a known military base at this time. They didn't. It's location was not known or disclosed. So Bob, in order to even know where it was, he must have had knowledge of it somehow. And he wouldn't have had knowledge of it somehow unless he was recruited to actually work there, well, because it wasn't known at the time what this was or where this was.
2: I don't think you necessarily need to be recruited directly for that program to know where it is. Like he was recruited for a contracting company to work near near that area, allegedly. Um, so even if you don't know exactly what's going on, you're just like, okay, this is very top secret. Um, I'm gonna create this story around it, and just my thoughts.
0: Moving on with this story, I mean, those are good points. He he's caught, like we just said, and he gets terminated from the program, and he's pissed about it because he loved working on this technology. And you know, he's like on the cutting edge of science, and you know, he's a nerd. And wasn't he, he kind of under- that anymore? He was kind of underqualified too, wasn't he? Like, well. It- I don't know. I think anybody, if you're working on, like, anti-gravity, you're probably underqualified. Like, just mm. <laughs> as yeah, a Yeah, I as guess.
1: A- I didn't think about it like that. But, like, he wasn't, like, the typical, and I could be wrong about this um, before um, all the Reddit bashers get out there. But, um, like, he wasn't, like, I know there's whole, like, the, oh, fuck, what's the school that says he never went there? Cal. Um, Caltech? Caltech, thank you. Um, I know they say he never went there. Like I know he so I know he allegedly went to Caltech, but it wasn't he wasn't like the PhD, you know, high end guy. He was like, you know, he had some engineering backgrounds. He like he wasn't a dummy, but he you know he was kind of like he got he got his shot
0: because of his car that he built and he got right type of thing. I actually I have his alleged credentials later. I I don't know where they are in my notes right now, but he did. I think it was he got to like the master's level. In two different degrees from two different schools. Nice. Okay. So, I so would those, say if, that's, if, that's, if it's schools, true, we're gonna. I don't want to. Do, we could
1: do it now.
2: No, no, it's all right. <laughs> <We'll see. laughs> we could get through the story first and then get to some skeptical. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. No, I'm not
1: saying that he was Stop. like such as some guy off the street. Like he was obviously a smart dude or is a smart dude. Um, I'm just saying like he wasn't like because he even kind of said it on the joe rogan podcast where he like kind of got his shot because he was like an outside the box thinker and that's why he was there Mm -hmm.
0: yeah he's outside the box
2: can i touch on one thing that you mentioned earlier you said that
1: yeah
0: he
2: was pissed that he got terminated from the program because he loved working there i was under the impression that he hated working there
0: i could why i didn't i've never had that impression from him the
2: impression that i get is okay you're working at this top secret facility you're kind of working on one pro- project but you're not getting enough information so every single day you're going there and you're frustrated because you're just looking at this piece of technology you're not getting any more information you ask to see like the other components you're getting denied you ha- you you work with one guy named Barry who really can't help you out that much and you're both just sitting there day in day out looking at this technology getting frustrated because you completely don't understand it and then you're kind of limited in what you're doing you can't tell anybody what you're doing. Um, and if, very... if he is working on something so like top secret, it kind of puts your life in jeopardy as well. So you're signing up for this thing, thinking that you're going to be at the cutting edge of science, and then you're just hitting a roadblock after roadblock, day after day. So I was under the impression that it would be very frustrating. And it's like, you want to be there to eventually crack the code, but you're you're getting just blocked with so many different avenues and it makes working there just like terrible.
0: See, I, I didn't get that. Um, I felt like based on the descriptions I've heard him speak of that he, it was the cutting edge and it was like a privilege to have access to this. Although progress was difficult, mm-hmm. it was still you know, like you're a handful of people that has access to this. So I thought he, I got the, my, my impression of him was that he enjoyed it um, based on what I heard, at least everything I've, I've listened to with Bob. I guess I'm just like putting myself in his shoes. I'm sure that was a frustration, but it, it was probably one of those frustrations where it's, it's like a necessary, I don't know. It's like something you put up with because it's, it's overall better than if you didn't put up with that. I don't know. I get it. That's the only way I can put it. It it was just like
2: a thought that I had, but yeah, definitely like if you are somebody that educated and that, you know, in love with physics, um, it would be something that, you know, um, you'd want to be a part of. And eventually you'd be happy just working on it. Like people spend their whole lives just researching one thing and they're happy about it so i i I can see both sides of the story i was just presenting it that there maybe is two sides yeah there could be yeah
0: so basically so bob he gets terminated and he's he's worried like he he was scared that he fucked up and that someone might come after him so this is kind of when he goes public with his story and starts discussing everything that he was involved with at s4 um, at area 51 so May 1989 he appears in an interview with investigative reporter George Knapp on Las Vegas TV station Klas so George Knapp um, we've talked about him many times he talked about him in the Skinwalker Ranch episode um, and some other episodes I don't remember what but he he's like a I guess in the UFO world he's like the journalist. Like, people love George Knapp. They love his his shit. But this is, this is like, early on before he was even known for things. But uh, what's his name? Bob comes on the program with uh, a pseudonym. He refers to himself as Dennis, and his face is hidden. And he he talks about his employment at S4. And he says that this is near uh, Nellis Air Force Base at an installation known as Area 51. And he, he just he just talks about all the shit he does. And yeah, and so kind of
1: this alias was kind of his way of feeling safe. He didn't want – because, again, he's not looking for the love. He's not looking for he, – he doesn't want to get rich. He's not trying to get rich. He's just trying to get this information out there. Or, you know, maybe being a little pressured by George Knapp because he's a journalist, and obviously that's what he does. Um, So, yeah, he comes yeah. out as this Dennis um Alias, I guess. That's what that sometimes just more make you want to
2: believe him more. You like see a guy talking with a muffled voice and in a shadow. You can't really identify him. You are like, this is crazy. Like, he must be telling the truth if he's like scared for yeah being recognized. Like, it just well, adds only... more to yeah. It. The like, only this reason is a perfect
1: that he story. Yeah, like the it only does. reason my understanding is the reason he got rid of the alias was because of he was worried about his safety he wanted people yeah. to know hey this <laughs> is who i am if i go missing this is why blah, blah blah um which i'm sure magnum has in his notes and we'll discuss in details more but so
0: yeah i agree with i agree with everything you guys just said i want to add we we talked about this a little bit when uh it was giving a little bit of pushback on uh some of the concepts here, or not the concepts but some of the points in the story But at the time, I want to reiterate Area 51 was not public knowledge. But since Bob's interview when he came out as dent, when he came on as Dennis, it has since been disclosed. So people, Area 51 is like it's in our lexicon. We all know what it is. We all know, you know, when you hear Area 51, it secrecy, mystery, et cetera, is implied with it. But we know secret projects were tested at that base. And some of these projects led to very commonplace things that we know of today as the stealth bomber. So what my point is that I'm making is before this, this wasn't a known thing at all. So for him to be pointing out where it is, that lends credence to his story. I know we can say maybe he was brought there for another reason. Maybe he was brought there as like a janitor, And he just had like, you know, and he made up a story like you can say that. Um, But the fact is, he still knew where it was. And that's interesting. And it's not the only time he's been right. About certain things, correct? Like he's. No, there's 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 a this wasn't a one other things.
1: No,
2: there's like reasonable explanations for like everything, though. Like Area 51 the government wants to keep that secret because if you're in an arms race with the rest of the world you want to you want to keep your aircrafts your weaponry a secret and you don't want people knowing where that base is what you guys do there so there's reasonable like explanation as to why area 51 yeah, was tr- trying to be
0: hidden or kept just from uh oh yeah the public. i understand that it's just the fact that he could point it out where it was well i mean it, that lends credence like, cuz you you would have to know where it was like you you couldn't just guess that and then mm-hmm. like go on the news and be like oh there's this secret base over there and just no yeah. i think like he was Here's in a po- position where <laughs> like he was in a position where he worked next to it or had
2: to do something near it or you know that's
0: a possibility
2: for sure mm-hmm.
0: but it nonetheless
2: it it, it still like, lends with the, credence with the disguise of secrecy you can kind of say anything you want and because everything is top secret there it's like nobody can prove nor deny what you're
0: saying <laughs> at the time but later it comes out that he was in fact saying the correct thing because he did say where is it he said it was adjacent to Papoose Lake or Papoose Lake I don't I don't know I'm probably butchering that one star review he Papoose but, say, it's Papuse Lake. Papuse? <laughs> the That's That must hey, be a whoa. fucking great lake. Goddamn. <laughs> What's my kind of lake? What's going on? <laughs> um, and he also said that it, it's located south of uh, some, like Groom Lake or something. I don't know. He, he, he did say some physical locations where it was near, and that ended up to be correct. So it's still, it's still impressive to me. Whether or not the reason okay. he knew that was alien tech, or he just had access. Maybe he was like a janitor or something. I I don't know. Groundskeeper, yeah. Well, you're your groundskeeper at Papoose Lake. <laughs> Got to keep things trimmed and up kept. There's Groom Lake, know. and then there's Papoose Lake. Oh, that's <laughs> insane. We're live. We live in a simulation. I don't give a <laughs> shit anymore. It doesn't even. Wait, what?
2: Why? The groom what? Lake is shaped as a penis, and Papoose Lake is just a. Oval with ends, pointy ends. God damn! Um, All right, we are in a simulation.
0: Anyway, let's keep going. Back back to the story. So Bob, he he later does come out after that first interview, as Dragon alluded to, that he he comes out unmasked and under his own name, and he he basically just says the same thing, but now he's revealed his identity. So, I mean. But there's a reason why he comes out. Isn't there?
1: Yeah, yeah. He was getting, or at least according to his story, he's getting harassed from work.
0: They're or or is he out? Is he kicked out at that point? Is he no longer? He's kicked out at this point. Okay, but, but he's, just he's paranoid. Yeah. He's paranoid. Yeah, and I think George Knapp fair. convinces him to do it. Um, more than anything, mm-hmm. at least based on his recollection of what happened. Because even, like, down to the wire, like, he didn't really want to do it. Um, but George Knapp, like, was able to wrestle the videotape away from him. And they did send it off. So yeah. it was close to not happening. Um, I'm
1: trying to did. get my thoughts together here. Um, excuse me. Um, yeah, like, the UFO community, too, is one of those communities where... Like, <laughs> you have to get... like he, So he comes out and he says... This is me. This is I'm Dennis. I'm Bob Bizarre. I'm Dennis because he's worried, right? He's worried about his safety because he doesn't want to get disappear overnight. And yeah, <laughs> I could just imagine all the like crazy UFO people just like, oh my God, have you seen aliens? You know what I mean? Just always bothering <laughs> him. Just like, oh, he's like, it's just like yeah. such a crazy.
0: Um, it's a trade off like, for sure. Is that yeah, an alternative like, motive though? I don't think so. I don't think so. Based on, I don't think he's profited from this at all. And the money he has made from it, he donates it to teach students how to do science better. Like I don't feel okay, like this so is you've like a seen Baltic his bank seat. account. Has anyone seen? His <laughs> I bank have account? not. No, I haven't. Okay. You could just be lying. I thought I read that
1: he found Could it. be like, lying about
2: everything, but I donated that? all my money but he's, like, keeping half of it for himself.
1: I thought I read that it, he filed bankruptcy or some shit.
2: Like,
0: <laughs> I don't think he's doing well, man. I don't think he's don't really think killing he's, it. You see you see his... He's been wearing the same gla- pair of glasses for 30 <laughs> fucking years. Yeah, the like, guy hasn't changed. Yeah, he
1: can't afford a prescription. So he's just careful <laughs> with his
0: glasses. <laughs>
1: he's
2: very cautious with
0: what he does. Let's just see yeah. him. Um... Okay, I want to I wanna talk a little bit while we're going through this story. I have to talk about... And he has criminal convictions, so... Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get let's, to that, yeah. <laughs> let's not bring it up now. He's
1: squeaky oh, clean sorry.
0: right now.
2: Basically, Basically my whole point is to discredit or try and disprove whatever you guys say. Well, and you're not we'll going have to. The, we'll have the fans, the audience, decide who they yeah, want to side filed,
1: with. He filed for bankruptcy in 1986 yeah because but he really had a job well I'm just saying it, don't know, pretty good indicator don't that you're, you're clearly not I mean I guess Donald Trump has filed for bankruptcy like nine times and he's not hurting but
0: <laughs> so while we're moving through this story I do want to pause for a moment and talk a little bit about the craft or the, the tech he's talk, talking about because the next part I know we have to talk about the fucking tech otherwise we're not going to get through the story Mm-mm. yeah of course Before we continue the episode if you are enjoying our sick and exciting podcast the people you hang out with probably will too do us a solid and please share this episode to your facebook twitter or other social media platforms we would definitely appreciate it a lot i also want to take this opportunity to shout out some of our valued listeners special shout out to our beautiful and wise patreons pumpy joe spurgelicious asshat giant sidestepping the sun Dana McDougall and Thomas Go, your continued support and interaction with us, it cannot be understated. Thank you so much for your support. I also want to take this time to shout out Green Camo for leaving us a five-star written review on Apple Podcasts. Please reach out to us and we will send you a dank sticker pack. Fuck yeah, man. That's awesome for doing that for us. May good karma and vibes be with all of you. Back to Bob Lazar. He's he's working on these things, this reactor that allegedly produces gravitational fields. And that's what's being used to propel the craft. So you, uh, the way you can think of it is like, essentially gravity is warping space time. So you're changing the geometry of space. And that's that's what the gravitational force is. So if you could have a craft that can layman's change terms, that for layman's you,
1: layman's terms, Magnum.
0: Well, just picture when you're falling. Like, say you jump off a a high, say you jump off a high ledge and you fall to the earth. You're falling. Like the reason you're falling is the geometry of the space that you exist in is warped due to the mass of the Earth. So you're just you think like you're being pulled, but you're just you're falling through the the warped space. So just think when you're falling, that's what's happening. So if you have a craft that can do that itself, it can just warp space in front of it, it'll fall to that, wherever, whatever it's manipulating, it'll fall towards it. So that's mm-hmm. how this craft can move all over the fucking place, like a laser pointer on a wall, because it just warps space, and it, it falls into where it wants to go. Yeah, the way I like okay. to think about it
2: is like, gravity on Earth is like 9.82 meters per second, or whatever it is. And it, it stays constant. Squared. Yeah, it stays constant. But like what these UFOs, <laughs> <laughs> UFOs claim to do is they can manipulate gravity. So essentially, you can change your gravitational field to be way higher than that. You can even change it to be higher than the speed of light. So already beyond what we know as physics. And you can change it just for that object. And you can kind of go really fast, whichever direction you want, because you're able to manipulate gravity to you know
0: however you want it just to uh so we uh any physicists listening to us and about to give us one star review i don't know if they go faster than the speed of light because that is the speed limit we know of i don't know and if the-, the tech actually goes faster than that I i'm don't just know. thinking
2: of it like from basics so like if the speed of light is something but our gravitational force can change like think of black holes or something like at the center gravi- gravity is just crazy so it just sucks you in um and then yeah. if you're able to manipulate that like black holes are black because they they have their gravity not, is light can escape it yeah then light so if you can manipulate gravity to whatever extent you want you can create that within your own environment so like you, essentially I'm saying you could be faster than light not sure if they are capable of that but the way that I theorize it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You could also like when, if you're manipulating gravity you're you're manipulating time as well. Exactly. So, so I don't know, like the way I I don't actually know how I'm going to be butchering this. I'm out. I'm kind of on a ledge right now talking about this, but, but I could imagine if the technology one, you use it, you know, to move, but at the same time, if you have the force great enough, you're, you're influencing time. So from their perspective they might move somewhere really fast to us but to them it was like regular time to them but to us because they've changed the time it looked like instantly but to them it wasn't you know what mm. i mean yeah. like that could be that could also play into this why you, why it looks so rapid and crazy it could it could be to that as well i don't know that's um, true yeah but Talking about this craft and this this tech, he did. they did have some progress they made in researching the tech. And Bob, he claims that it was fueled by this chemical element with the atomic number 115, so 115. So this is called element 115 or element 115. People refer to it either way. And he claims that this element 115 could create its own gravitational fields when exposed to radiation. So this is a huge claim that he's he's made. And at the time, element 115 was not on the periodic table of elements. It was hypothesized that it existed, but we never actually knew that it did or not. So people were just like, oh, you're just lying. Like we know element 115 is not a thing um, in theory, it could fit on the periodic table because there's, there, you know, uh, there's blank spaces on the periodic table. At least they're, I don't actually know. Is there still blank spaces on the periodic table or did they make oh, everything?
1: Dude, I failed chemistry in uh, high school, man. I don't fucking know. I
0: remember when I was learning it, there was blank spaces. Yeah. And they're uh, like, I think there still is blank spaces, but fewer. This was one of the blank spaces, but it filled in in 2003 because mm-hmm. they, someone, uh synthesized element 115 and they they call it moscovium um yeah and it was officially added to the periodic table of elements in 2015 so they made it in 2003 but it took like 12 years for it to get on the table
1: (laughs) why it's kind of weird
0: i don't know because they probably had to like repeat it and like replicate it and like verify it and like shit. this is
1: now a stable thing oh it's or not are stable
0: are at all no here's on our oh, okay. on our it's not stable at all at least the the element one one five that we've been able to create here's a crazy thought why did
2: they wait until 2015 because two one five it's element
0: 115 do see look at this you think <laughs> you're trying to disprove things but you're just proving them as you go <laughs> well, they had to wait till 2015
2: to release it. Like two zero one five, 2015
0: is two one. Five. It's basically one one five. Yeah, yeah, it's two one five. Yeah, it's two ones and the five. Simulation, man. <laughs> Sim. I know it's simulation. It's crazy. <laughs> he- so <laughs> I want to say while well, we're on this point, uh the Moscovium that's been created artificially on Earth, it um it's very unstable but bob claims that he, there was a stable isotope of element one one five that that did exist and that's what he's referring to oh my to. god i just so got I'm it give
1: him- Two, one, five, one, Oh my god i'm such an <laughs> idiot i'm like why is this such a big deal <laughs> i'm trying to think about it i'm like then you just said it i'm like oh my god dragon you <laughs> meathead have another drink I think outside Two. of the box
2: all the time. Two,
1: one, five. Yeah, fuck! I'm a moron. That's Maybe a- he will
2: get
0: recruited to S4, and you can confirm or deny.
1: Maybe I already <laughs> have been recruited.
0: <laughs> You're Barry. Barry. <laughs> Barry. <laughs> so, a Mr. so I want to say. That, like, <laughs> I've been in that papose lake. <laughs> I was born
2: papose.
1: <laughs> Going go swimming in, in Popose. It's like
2: kinda like Bane, like, I was born in the darkness. I was born papose.
0: <laughs> I wanna say I wanna I wanna linger on this for a second. Go for it. He He okay, so we know that this is this is lends credence to his claim. Because he was saying in the fucking late 1980s that there was this element 115. He's like, this is a thing. We're working with it. And, you know, no one believed him. And it turns out, present day, yeah, it's a real element. We created it, it works, it's a thing. So it just, again, it lends credence to his story a little bit. I understand. I understand that the easy pushback on this is. With the periodic table, it's actually it's so cool how the periodic table is designed. But like, it allows you to predict different elements based on. We're gonna get a one star review if any chemists are listening. They're like, "Fuck this guy!" But it does how how it's numbered. um, You can actually predict like there's spaces that are like, "Hey, I bet you there's an element here because it it's it would be exactly in between these ones based on you know the number of protons and like neutrons around it. Like you can do that. So you could say, oh, we knew it. It was a blank space. So he was just pointing out a blank space. But it, it is fucking crazy that it turned out to be a fucking thing. It's it's a thing that can be made. Okay, but you
1: can't just – yeah, like I get that maybe that's a pushback and maybe I don't really understand it because chemistry is way – I don't understand it. But I mean the fact that he's able to point that out, like he can't just be some guy who just be like, oh, yeah, well, well it's a blank space. Like whoa, whoa. My point like, is like a he chemist would –
0: yeah, my point is, like, a chemist would be like, well, he could have just pointed to any of the blank spaces and said that.
2: Yeah, but um, the fact that mm. uh, they the can The fact that it was test, made, though, is cool. Yeah, or that they could even test that it does have gravitational wave properties of that element. That that kind of is very step. believable. Yeah, if you could say, like, oh, I knew about 115, and this is what I predicted, and then 20, 30 years later, they're like, okay, that is true.
0: So I know for sure the element only a mi- a minuscule amount of it has been made and it's so unstable. Like it it, it decays so fast mm-hmm. that you can't work with it. So right now there's not an amount available that you could test if it's influencing gravity in some way.
1: Okay. So we so don't know. This might be the dumb question here, but the importance of this element is because this is how
0: what fueled the craft this is what he said. fueled it. he said they had a stable isotope of it, um, meaning that it wasn't radioactively radioactively decaying, and it was it stayed as element one one five, and that allegedly was the f- allowed them to generate gravity waves. It was they needed that source. So this might be another
1: dumb pushback here, but if we're able to synth- synthesize it here on Earth, does that make this craft? extraterrestrial then you know what i mean like
0: yeah because we don't have the stable isotope version that he's referring to the version mm, we make i see it decays too fast to use to be useful
1: but could you not maybe then pinpoint like other i mean i guess we only know of uh, 12 other planets or whatever um but you could you not like try and pinpoint and maybe they are i don't know but where you know, try and see other planets where maybe this element is and then pinpoint where yeah. this craft, this hypothetical craft came from?
0: Well, I think Bob even spoke craft. to that. Didn't he say, he said he believed it was from the Zeta reticular system that these, the craft that he worked on, at least, was from that star system. He and might have he, said that, but I don't really understand what that type of stuff means. So <laughs> it probably well, went he was right just over saying, my head. He was saying this, he said... So we have this idea that this is advanced technology and it is compared to ours. Yeah. But he was making the claim maybe in this star system, um, based on whatever planet it came from, how, you know, how close it is to a star or other things. Maybe element one, one, five is just abundant, you know, just like we have trees and we have a fuckload of wood. We can get like wood is like commonplace and we use it for everything. You know what I mean? Like maybe element one one five just grows, and you know it's a part of like a a plant there, or it's a part of a, a mountain. You can mine it, and it just exists in a stable form. You know, you know, like there's. Let like, put it this way. Um, I'm trying to build on give Bob some cre- lend some credence to him here. We have anti cancer compounds that come from plants, like random ass fucking flowers that you can find in the Amazon. People have isolated molecules from those plants that have anti-cancer properties. So what I'm saying is like wherever planet this thing's from, maybe there's like biological systems that just make element 115 and it's just a part of them and you can harvest it. Like you can grow it and harvest it. And it's just an abundant resource there. And we just, you know, we don't actually know. So to me, I can't just write that off. I mean, it's a crazy claim. It's a crazy claim, but like we we We're don't know. World. Like we know all the biodiversity of it's the on, universe. It's not we a don't crazy claim. Know. It's
1: on the periodic table of elements.
0: Yeah, I'm just <laughs> the claim. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the claim that like some plants make this in some planet far away. That's oh, kind of crazy. See. But it, what I'm saying is, it's possible because we have things on our planet that we discover, and we don't like. Who would have thought? a flower would have had these anti-cancer compounds that we use to treat patients. Like who would have thought that? But th- that's true. And there's plenty of medications like that. Not not just anti-cancer things. It's like literally the plant makes it, it. It synthesizes it better than we could. So maybe on a, you know, I'm talking about a molecule right now. Maybe an element is different, but is it that far off the realm of possibility that that could be the case? I don't know. I don't no, think, I think so. No, I no idea. I like it. I work construction. I don't know.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm just saying, well, the main point was that was the fuel that they used that they think maybe was involved with these gravity waves. So we, we just had to mention that. But it, and and, I think
1: it's kind of cool that, so did he use, was this what allowed him to pinpoint which, uh, like star system they think it's from? Was
0: this out? No. That was No, I else. don't I don't know why that why they would have thought that was where it was from. That's I don't just, know that. That's just where that's just where they think. Based on what Bob says, obviously, that's well, obviously where they thought it was from.
1: Based off yes, yeah, sorry. Everything here is based off Bob Lazar. The Bob Lazar yeah. umbrella here. Yeah. Um Okay, fair enough. I, I was just kind of thinking, like, if you have, like, like I already asked the question, but if you have this element and we know how to synthesize it or whatever, maybe you could try and locate other things. I know that's obviously it's obviously not that simple, but just a crazy question.
0: <laughs> I know they they do have things that do that. I fuck. I keep getting us one star reviews here, but <laughs> I know that you can like look at. A star And you can Based on the wavelengths of light That are emitted from it You can like Determine how What What Um Elements Are common to it Or like make it up That's I forget the term for that But there's a way to do that Like spectroscopy And they do it all the time So Spectroscopy Okay so you can some kind of spectros Yeah Spectroscopy Fuck me We're missing our pronunciation guy Spectroscopy (laughs) (laughs) Spectroscopy? <laughs> I can't do it. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, So yes, so like, it's, it's sorry. It's I got some
1: type of that. So you take a, they can take a star. You can mm-hmm. and yeah, you figure out. You can you can analyze the
0: wavelengths star.
2: and see what it's composed of, yes. majority and down to like the minor of like elements that it's composed of, because each yeah. element gives off a different wavelength. So you can yeah. analyze that and see, okay, it's this crazy. star is 65% this, it's 20% this, and the other percent this. But isn't,
1: and a star is a sun for somewhere. Other our planet. sun is a star. Well,
0: yeah, our sun is yeah. a star.
1: Yeah. But all stars are suns. No. God, this shit's confusing. Um, <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> I, need, I need another Coors Light.
0: <laughs> but in any case, so that's one that lends credence to his story. Number one, number two, more on this technology. He said it could produce gravity waves. Now, gravity waves were a theoretical concept until 2015, when scientists actually detected gravitational waves for the very first time. This was done using um, an in- the, the LIGO instrument. It's the Laser Infral Fuck Me Interferometer <laughs> Gravitational Wave Observatory. And using this instrument, scientists detected um, what actually happened. It was two black holes that crashed into one another. And this collision created gravitational waves. And they were able to detect that. And that event happened 1.3 billion years ago. And they detected it. It's crazy. So Bob is saying, basically, my main point is, he's like, okay, there's this element 115. And there's gravitational waves. And people are like, no, those things aren't real. Both of them are real now. Both of them are real. So, what are we talking about? He manifested. What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> it lends credence to his story. He was—he wasn't just saying some shit. He—he he said some shit, and it turned out to be—it re- turned out to be real things. Which That's is probably like that my
2: favorite part of his story. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: one nothing magnum. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. You I mean, can't is, talk- uh, you can't give magnum that sort of uh, like acceptance or like um like acknowledgement, cause it just goes straight to his head it's right to his ego and then we'll never no, win you? Say- we'll just never <laughs> win arguments man we'll just never win <laughs> at the end of the pod we're gonna
2: go to the scoreboard
1: <laughs> you got it no no cause, well he will win that but we you got you just got to cut him down that's the move
0: <laughs> why is that the move <laughs> you just have to cut him down just gotta cut him down you're worthless you're worthless <laughs> you're Short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. short <laughs> boys i wasn't lying i need another course Light. so i want to i want to talk about this fucking craft while we're lingering here so Bob, he did, he did say, like we said, he's, he did study this and he did learn a little bit about it. He said the craft was split into two main levels. So this reactor, this thing that can control gravity, he said it was positioned at the center of the upper level and it had an antenna extending to the top. And this was surrounded by three gravity amplifiers. And I would highly suggest if you're interested in this explanation, just youtube it bob does a a drawing and he explains it and he's going to do a lot better job than i am on a podcast where you can visually see the drawing he makes but essentially what's crazy about this these gravity emitters they're all connected and i'm saying that in quotations um because nothing was really connected on the craft it was as if um it was as if like you know there was no controls no buttons Nothing like that. It was as if everything was like 3D printed. It was like a mold. You know? Like someone like melted it into existence. Everything's connected somehow. Like there's no wires. But every but it functions. It's very strange. But Bob said that these gravity emitters, they could rotate 180 degrees to output an anti-gravity wave. So... He claims that the craft would travel belly first into um, the distorted field that they're making in front of it, like we were discussing earlier, how you're kind of falling into space by warping it. And what's very interesting about this belly up description that Bob gives, remember, this is late 1980s, he's talking about this. We have footage released by the Pentagon in 2017 that corroborates this belly-up UFO locomotion. So this video called the gimbal footage, it's a gimbal UFO. These naval pilots, they encountered a fleet of unknown craft off the coast of Florida in 2015. And there has since been dozens of similar encounters. And basically the footage, you know, it, it, it has that belly up thing going on and this is this was released by the pentagon like you can look this up these craft these ufos they don't know what it is they're just flying around they're crazy belly up and bob's story like a dead goldfish has been corroborated again so why would you want to fly belly up that doesn't make any sense i think it's just how the gravity emitters work that's just that's just how they do it that's how they made it I don't know. So you'd just be like upside down
1: flying all the time? Like, that's what I'm picturing. I don't, I don't even know. You're just like upside down hovering around. Like, that doesn't seem great. Is the belly know. up like
2: the
0: Tic to- uh, Tac No, the Tic Tac was not the belly okay. up. It's the okay. gimbal footage. The Tic Tac, it does still kind of corroborate Bob's story in the sense, um, you know how Bob was saying, it It moves so erratically. Mm-hmm. The Tic Tac had a similar propulsion as to what bob said it did in the sense that um when they had the infrared camera on the tic-tac video
1: just for listeners who are wondering what the fuck i'm
0: talking about sorry what's this footage called sorry well the first thing i'm talking about is the gimbal ufo that's the belly up 2004 there's another video called tic-tac um it's called the tic-tac ufo it was also released by the pentagon in 2017 but the Tic Tac video, when you look at the infrared footage, the crap the jets had on it, there's no propulsion system, yet the craft is moving. So for instance, if you were to like look at another jet, right? We're dumping chemical energy out the back, which propels the craft forward, you would see that infrared signal in the footage. But when you look at the tic-tac video, you do not see that indicating that the craft is has some other type of propulsion system. It's not chemically induced because otherwise you would mm-hmm. see that in the footage and you don't. Yeah. Very okay. interesting. So it's like it's just moving like it's getting pulled in whichever direction it wants to go essentially. That's the theory. We can't you can't I guess we can't say that with any yeah. certainty, but what we can say it's not you know, it's not burning jet fuel and throwing it out the back to move forward. It's mm-hmm. because we would have picked that up and you don't. Yeah. Okay, which is crazy. So I want to also say, this is just a tidbit of information. Lazar, he claimed that during his time in this program, um, when he was reading some of these briefing documents at the beginning, that there was indication that these crafts he was working on may have been 10,000 years old which is kind of crazy to me in those documents he was reading, there was indication that it was a part of an archeological dig. So. Okay. So the craft, basically the craft he was working on, we don't even know if that was like, that could be a That could already have been 10,000 years old. I see. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> they like re like recreated it type of thing. No, they just found it. They just found uh, and it. And fired up. it up. Oh, we got this. Uh, it's like it's like a UFO crash ten thousand years ago, and you know they they found it later in a dig, and they just re- like
1: repurposed it and fired it up.
0: Yeah, I mean with element the ancient Egyptians had
2: hieroglyphics depicting UFOs. So it <laughs> it's ancient alien. Yeah, <laughs> look
0: at this guy discrediting Bob, but. Ancient aliens yeah, hey, here we go <laughs> so i mean to me that was that stood out to me bob can't really corroborate that in any way obviously but it's Damn just it, if, if let's just if you assume that what he's saying is true it's just really cool to think that that might be true yeah. pretty crazy so I, I don't know here? i kind of want to swerve a second on this because it's kind of crazy swerve, i was thinking about away. this so Let's say that craft was 10,000 years old, but we have footage of similar crafts in, like, 2015 with the gimbal footage. That means 12,000 years went by, or whatever, Ten about 10,000 years have gone by, and the, the technology is the same?
2: Or it's... Sorry. Just like what Bob was saying, like people piloting it, so they know how to drive it. And it's just other countries could have found similar things. So they're just testing it their own. And,
0: you oh, know, that the could be it, too.
2: it, So it's just like other people finding it. They know how to pilot it. They don't necessarily know how it works, but, you know, they find a tick tac ship over here, they find a gimbal UFO over here. And then it's just, yeah.
0: That's a way to explain it. My my theory was weirder. I was thinking like, yeah. what if? Uh, so we know these crafts. Let's assume they can travel. Like we know they can control gravity, so they can, in theory, control time. Um, let's say they're moving so fast that you know time has slowed down for them, based on you know special relativity. So what if time is moving slow for them, but for us it's going really fast? So if you're in a craft. And you're like, I just want to travel from here to there, but you're doing it at such a fast speed that for them, you know, five minutes went by, but for us, 10,000 years went by. So like, maybe that's why you see similar technology. Cause like, they don't actually care about time. Their tech is like the same because they don't, time is different to them because they're like, a, maybe they're like a nomadic society and like, you know, they don't have like a, a home per se they just like kind of meet at a certain time they're like you're gonna meet a million years from now we're gonna meet and we'll talk and it's like a nomadic thing and like the ufos are i'm swerving hard here boys but you know what i'm saying like maybe I'm trying, dude you're getting so crazy right now i'm trying maybe to be that's up why with what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why they, they you could have like old, like it's it's the same technology over a ten thousand year span yeah, of time like Maybe it's kind of like the, uh, have you guys watched time, the show, The Umbrella
1: yeah. Academy? <laughs> it's like Yeah, that. I've, I've seen that. I like it. They're like bouncing around time meeting and stuff. I don't know. Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe
2: like time to them is like distance to us. So we see distance like, oh, that's 100 meters away. They see it. Oh, that's like half a second away.
0: Yeah, thing. that's, yeah, yeah. Like time is not. Oh, okay. It's a.
2: Like 10,000
0: years to them isn't 10,000 years. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a it's it's like five minutes from their perspective. So yeah. from so, what you're saying for us is that we're just well behind everything, or we're just different. We're know? just it just doesn't we just don't matter to them. We're just like, different. <laughs> they know as soon as they travel, they know as soon as they travel, like ten thousand years has gone by, and the civilization they stopped to like look at is going to be completely different. Because so they're just
1: like not as like sentimental or or something like that, like they don't need to be a yeah.
0: part well yeah exactly, and that would explain why when you see the u f o let's say Bob's story is true and he has a he's literally had a ten thousand year u f o that he was working on ten thousand year old u f o that's why it's the same as the u f o we see in twenty fifteen it's not their technology didn't change, it's just they move so differently, and time behaves so differently for them. I like that's that why we see the same technology over such large time spans, and that's why I mean, Izzo, going to your ancient alien explanation that could explain that too.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like people just saw them at that time; they drew what they saw with what they had, and then yeah, now we're kind of drawing it with what we have by making videos and podcasts about it.
0: Yeah, it's a weird way to think of existing. Like Can you imagine? But that's how you like, have to time think about doesn't it. matter to you anymore. You're just like. You just travel around, and as soon as you travel, everything's completely different than it was.
2: <laughs> yeah. Have you guys heard about that 500,000-year-old hammer? No. Oh, it's an interesting topic.
0: We should do a topic on it, maybe, if there's enough. Yeah.
2: It kind of ties into the, like this whole perspective of time.
1: So. Hmm.
0: Okay. Should
1: we digress? Maybe uh, also, so... Yeah, kind of digressing, just but also sticking with your point here. It wasn't for the craft; it was really small. So, like they assumed that the peep, the aliens that used it, were really small. So maybe just kind of going off your little theory here, your little rabbit hole. Maybe because maybe because they're if they're smaller uh, beings or whatever, they don't need as much time to grow. They're not as like, um you know, cause we take like 18 years until you move out of the house and all this nonsense. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but maybe they're just like, you know, they grow up in like two years or fully developed creatures and they're just like, Hey, yeah, chiopet. let's move on Start. start are Start, you know, let's start
0: time <laughs> traveling and doing things. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point to bring up. Cause I know Bob, he did ref- say that they referred to these beings that they, they don't have any evidence. But they refer to them as the kids because they the were kids, small yeah. really entities, small. which is kind of crazy. on them were pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's, some, that's the whole story. That's it's just a, it's a secret pedophile ring <laughs> disguised as Area 51 <laughs> UFO research.
2: I, Bob wears those glasses because they're just like ah. <laughs> pedophile
1: glasses. <laughs> Izzo, we take the high road at the Sword Podcast, okay? Come on, man. Total I'm all killing. about lowbrow humor. Though. <laughs> <laughs> He's we're a just, hero. What,
0: He's a hero. We're just clickbait hard here. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I want to I'm gonna digress, and I want to get into. Um, I don't even know where the fuck I. Am. I was so far on the ledge on that one. I don't know. I want to get back to things that Bob said in his story that have been corroborated, and like I want I want to get more credence to his story. So I have, he claimed that he earned a master's degree in physics from MIT, and he also claimed that he had a master's degree in electronic technology from the California Institute of Technology, Caltech. So he's got two masters, from one from MIT, one from Caltech, according to him. However, the the problem is with this, there's no record of Lazar attending either MIT or Caltech. Um. Bob claims that his records were erased when he was terminated and they were going to try erase him, but because he went public, he saved himself. That's his claim. Yeah. Like he was, he he would have been erased, but he, because he went public, that's why he's safe now. So does he have a piece of paper of his master's? So I don't know. I don't, that's the thing. That was my immediate question was like, doesn't he have pieces of paper? Um, I don't know. I couldn't find that. I want to say okay, let's put it this way. If you were going to lie about all of this and you were going to like set up your friends to be in this location and like set up a device to make it look like there was UFOs and like make it look like you were going to get caught and you were smart enough to do all of that but you weren't smart enough to like make a fake degree. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that doesn't line up to me. So I'm assuming he has them. The criticism is they can't back it. Like he might have a piece of paper, but they're like, well, you could have just printed that yourself. That's true. Yeah. That's what I would assume. But I I actually, I can't say for certain because I didn't find him being like, Oh yeah, this is my degree. I never saw anything like that. But again, he's not looking for the,
1: the limelight, right? Like he's not looking for the, yeah. Hey, look, look at me. I have all these things and yeah, I know I did. And like, I feel like he's been pushed into this. You know when he got when he met up with the reporter there. What's his name? Nap George Nap uh, George Knapp. That's when he kind of got started pressuring to take the story super public, and that's kind of my perspective at least. But um, he, he like he's not looking for that's that's the way. Oh you yeah. little fucker! Go away. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's George Nap. <laughs> it's George Nap. <laughs> um yeah, he's I feel like fuck
0: he's, he's trying to <laughs>
1: Dragon. <laughs> um It's knocking shit off the shelves. um <laughs> Fuck! I lost my goddamn train of thought now. Yeah, like he to me, he's not looking for the limelight. So and and it, this is also the eighties, right? So it it, yeah. it was pretty easy to like erase people. And Caltech, that's a big school, and they're very like you know techie, and you know this is their this is their thing, right? So it would be very easy for the government just to be like, hey, this guy never went here and you know what are you gonna do to the government say no where they like you know i'm sure they get funding and all that shit right so oh, yeah so like what yeah. are you what are you gonna do you're gonna tell the u.s government no 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 we're really they're gonna be like here's a million dollars yeah this, just,
0: guy ne- just fucking this guy never came out. here yeah.
1: here's a million dollars in a sharpie go yeah you do the rest, you have seven <laughs> administrators to figure it out that you're paying too much money um <laughs> you know what I mean like it would be easy for him to disappear, so it is a good thing that he um made himself public for sure, but to me i I just feel like he's very humble about everything. he doesn't want it he just that's why that's why he moves yeah, the needle he's
0: not seeking attention, although ironically like. This brings massive attention, anything he does. But I, I want to say, like, just to say, talk about a little bit of his degrees. If you listen to Bob um, speak, it's clear he knows a fuckload about physics and engineering. Like, he's not bullshitting you with the science. He's up to date. So that would lend credence that he actually was educated in this. And also, we, we were forgetting, we know he built this jet car. Was going two hundred miles an hour across his jet, so he clearly has an education in engineering. So again, to me, you know that doesn't. It's not a hundred. It's not the best proof, but the fact that he has that knowledge and that skill set, it it makes me believe that he is educated. Okay, so he has Um, a hobby.
2: Yeah, but that's a killer (laughs) hobby,
0: like he's obsessed <laughs> he's
2: a with
1: physics he's and a engineering. glorified mechanic
0: <laughs> so i i have another nugget here that lends credence to this there are contacts that he went to school with now these contacts they haven't gone on record publicly about who they are and whatever well that's convenient they, they did <laughs> well because they don't want to get involved with no you don't want to get yeah, involved yeah, bizarre yeah. like what do you mean the guy looks innocent
2: I mean, if you yeah. ask anybody if they went to school with Izzo, they'd be like, I don't fucking know who that guy even is. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> But I'm assuming these contacts were like friends well, or like classmates that exist. he studied with or something. <laughs> <laughs> so these contacts, though, they did say they knew Bob, you know, at Caltech and that they dropped him off for classes. He would so- hang around the school. Looking at the kids. Yeah, this this
2: theory maybe there's some
0: credence to that. I don't know. You want to get high? Um.
2: <laughs> Just selling drugs to people at Caltech.
1: Created this story. You um, want to see some aliens?
2: Here, smoke this. These
1: are the drug.
0: These are the drugs yeah. I took at Area 51. <laughs> I work at Area 51. Let's go. Gives them a bunch of acid and shit. I'm like, whoa. Okay, but okay. also
1: I thought I read a thing. Um, and you guys can probably correct me if I'm wrong, and I know um, the Twitter sphere will as well. But um, it came out at Caltech that there was a Robert Lazar on their files, didn't it? About around the timelines as well, from when he well,
0: went you there. maybe you found. I didn't actually find that. I can't. I can't. I can say I didn't find that in my research, but I'm not saying that that's incorrect.
2: This whole time we were looking for Bob Lazar, but it's Robert
0: Lazar. Oh, idiot. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's the whole that's the whole mystery. It's like yeah. if you go to the air base and area 51, like did Robert Lazar work on alien technology here? Caltech's like, oh, yeah, yeah. just that laughing
1: guy. at the U.S. government. They're just like, you said to cross out the Bob Lazar's, not the Robert Lazar's. Thanks. for the, Thanks for the quick million.
0: <laughs> idiots. So I I don't know. I don't know for sure about that. I do. I have another story here that I uh, that's similar to what you said. okay so a couple things. So he said that he was employed at Nellis Air Force Base, which was a subsidiary, um, a subsidiary of all this secret shit. And, you know, he was discredited for this, as well as by the U.S., the United States Air Force. You know, like they denied that he was actually employed. But there is someone that did work there and not only worked there, but recruited Bob there. He hasn't gone public. He hasn't gone on the record with this, but he has said that this is what happened. He knew him and he worked there. So there is a contact that hasn't gone public that knew Bob worked at this place and recruited him. So, to me, that lends credence to Bob's story. I know it's not the best um, because when I'm saying they haven't gone public, what that means is that said person has been contacted by a journalist and that journalist has had a discussion with them. And then the journalist reports what that person says, but they keep their identity secret. Does that make sense? So it's yeah. not like They're it not makes honest. sense. It's not like it's completely bullshit. It's someone actually found this person and talked to them. They're just not at liberty to disclose who that person is. Yep, that makes sense. So, the other Combo. thing, this was this was another this was another crazy one. So, Bob, he claimed that there was a very unique security access system to gain access to the base. And basically what it was, it was a think of like an you know when you'd get an x-ray and you can like see someone's bones. It was a system like that. It used x-rays to estimate the bone length in the digits of someone's hands. And apparently, that varies from person to person significantly. It's like a fingerprint. So you can put your hand in the sensor, and through an x-ray, it'll estimate bone length, and you can use that to identify someone. And Bob said, this is, again, late 1980s, he's like, this is what was used. This scanner was used to gain access to the base. Right. And people were like, no, that technology doesn't exist. No, no, no. There wasn't any public knowledge of this type of scanner. And funny enough, they found the scanner. This is a real thing. This scanner exists. It's a real thing. It's a fucking real piece of technology that existed in the late 1980s. This has come out. This is like this is yeah. no this yeah, is knowledge. That's now. confirmed. Yeah. So again, that lends credence to um bob's story because you know he's like oh there was this crazy scanner and everyone's like no and there was so how would he know of that technology if he wasn't gaining access to a secret f- a facility that had that type of technology you know it's not like you know what i'm saying like that type of technology would yeah. be used for like high profile areas it wouldn't just be like well that's what to this get into would- like is. his school or something yeah. you know
2: that's true, but like even janitors still have to scan in to go to work. They have to clock <laughs> in. So
1: Yeah, with a <laughs> yeah. barcode and a ID bag tag. Not like your here's yeah, your arm. But at
2: area at Area 51, like even the janitors have to scan in like everyone else does. So
0: oh, maybe I they see. don't have well here our whole presupposition is that there is janitors that are Well, I'm not used. saying just a janitor. Maybe Barry like, was the janitor. <laughs> or maybe there's no janitors and everyone cleans up after themselves because you, well, maybe you have to limit access to the facility. Maybe they kidnapped aliens that are okay, two feet so tall. and they need have to like do like it. A, <laughs> they need
2: food services there.
0: <laughs> and maybe yeah, that's what I'm saying. Bring a fucking lunch. There's no food here because we you can't, can't have. No, you can't s- food brown here. bag it.
1: Come on. <laughs>
0: okay, then then, that's what I'm
1: saying. Like too
2: good. We to don't brown actually bag it, know. <laughs> I gotta buy because that my would be lunch. such <laughs> a huge security risk,
0: right? <laughs> I like, let's a, just I need a cafeteria. <laughs> let's just let's just linger on that for. That would be a huge security risk if, like, say you have this top secret area. You would want to. Li- you would only want the people there that are like knowledgeable about the project. You wouldn't want anyone else. So, like, I don't. Th- that would probably just be a part of the gig. It's like, yeah, you know, on Friday evening, you sweep and you mop. You know, like we're in charge of cleaning everything because. We're the only ones here,
1: because that they're would be a
0: huge security risk. Huge security risk. Friday we'll have just pay pizza. the off. Friday we
1: have pizza nights, but but you have to bring these. your own pizza. <laughs> but yeah, you <laughs> have to bring, bring the pizza. pizza, or they just have like the fucking pizza boy just delivered to some random spot in the desert, and they just fucking go and grab it. Are they? And they're and, getting their from him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> here's a hundred bucks. Never speak of this again. Getting fucking pizza delivered from like Zeta Reticuli star system. Some kind of UFO. That'd be so crazy. (laughs) Here's your pizza. fresh in under two seconds. (laughs) But you can't eat it because it's made of element 115. You can't get near it. It's anti-gravity. And what Ah. do kids love to eat? Pizza.
2: So that's why they call them kids. Boom. Full circle.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um <laughs> no more jokes. No, I have jokes I have a uh, Okay, I have another piece of evidence that lends credence to Bob's story. So, um he allegedly worked as a physicist at Los Alamos Labs. Remember with the particle accelerator that we talked about in the basics? Totally. Um basically like they deny that he worked there, but you can find In multiple New Mexico newspaper articles from the summer of 1982, because of his jet-powered car focus, that he did, they did say that he worked there in these articles. So that's that's just one piece of evidence. Um, They the the KLAS they found a Robert Lazar in 1982 at Los Alamos National Laboratory phone directory. But the laboratory, like we said, denied that he actually worked there. But he is in their phone record, and he is in these newspaper articles. Typo. So again, <laughs> it lends credence that he might be telling the truth. Now, you might be saying, well, like, he could have just said that in the newspaper article, and they'd be lying. And, you know, Robert Lazard, maybe that's a common name. Sure. But what's crazy about it, he actually took, um, like, an interview crew when he was being interviewed about this stuff, to Los Alamos. And he knew his way around the facility. Like, he could go to this room. He's like, oh, this is where this is. And he would okay. take them there. Like, he he guided them through the facility. So it's not... He had a memory of the entire facility. Or he so knows again, how to read signs. Lens- <laughs> He's just really good at lying. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just just like reading bulb-
2: signs like, oh, uh, yeah, this is the... Hydron Collider Room. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> Is this like the Baltic Sea thing where they had, uh, hi- what? were like uh, hypnotists or whatever, and they're like paint, paint Oh, it was drawing remote drawing viewers.
0: Remote viewers, yeah. thank you. They're like Shout out to episode <laughs> seven, Baltic Sea Anomaly. Check that out. That was episode <laughs> seven? Baltic oh. Sea Anomaly? <laughs> I, thought <that> was like,
1: <laughs> I thought that was episode one. No, Stone <laughs> no. Tape
0: Theory, fucker. Stone Tape Theory, god damn. <laughs> couple drinks, couple drinks. Um, if you want to listen to how far we've come since episode one, go listen to Stone Tape Theory. Well, even go listen to Baltic Sea. <laughs> we a good C. one. <laughs> it's a couple long ways since then. Um, hey, we had more mics for Baltic Sea. Stone Tape Theory, we had one mic. <laughs> that's right. I think Izzo joined us for Baltic Sea, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. Or no, for uh, Stone Tape Theory. Stone Tape yeah, not Baltic Sea. Yeah, one and two. <laughs> Good episodes. Those are great episodes. Terrible so, recording quality, but great episodes. Oh, great terrible content. recording quality! The worst recording quality. Great content, though. Great content. Great content. Anyways, I digress. So, um, what I'm saying is, he he has a ton of evidence that he worked at fucking Los Alamos Labs, even though they deny that he did. I don't think. To me, I feel
1: like I don't. I feel like there's no question that he was involved in something in these areas.
0: Yeah. It's just what? I don't know. So I have a, I just another, I just have one more point for the credence lending credence to his story. He did take multiple polygraph tests and he always passed them. So he never failed a lie detector test, which is not, I mean, again, it's not the best evidence, uh, but it's fucking evidence.
1: Yeah, you can't go off that 100%. There's been a lot of people who have proven to like like you you can train yourself to beat those yes. tests. But I you don't know, you're just looking at Bob Lazar and he just doesn't seem like the type of guy who's going to pass it. But um I mean, you know, I guess he does have a criminal record, so I don't know, maybe. Um <laughs> So, so you can't one hundred percent, but it, I mean, it does yeah. say something, right? Like he is able to pass these tests consistently. And I also heard a thing where the person who administrated the polygraph test believed him afterwards. They like yeah, became I fucking a be- believe him. Well, no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. This person became a believer of Bob Lazar what he was saying after he took the polygraph test. Yeah, He's it like, just
0: it goes to show how compelling his story is when he says it. Yeah. Um, he's a believable he 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 seems honest whether or not he's faking like you know you know there's different body cues you know a master actor could like you know act honest and like it would trick people but Mm -hmm. he's doing it whether or not he's faking it and he just knows how to do it like with his tone and his structure of the story he's still doing it like people believe him
1: he, yeah. So, well, I think I think it's just because he's humble about it, like that. Like I know I've said that a couple times already, but that to me is such a selling. Like you, you can tell when people are trying to sell you something, or when they're trying to tell you something. You know what I mean? Like, like it's totally genuine. different. Yeah. yeah genuine, authentic. Yeah. 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 Like it's t- you, like you can tell, and that's what he is. He's like I don't give a fuck. Like everything I have listened to, he's like I don't give a fuck if you believe me or not. He's like I actually. Here's my story. Please don't come bother me. Like he said that. <laughs> he's like, this is what I this is the story. Please leave me alone. I don't want to discuss it. Like, don't come to my fucking house. And because that's and tell me your
0: alien story. Like. Yeah, like he's like, I
1: don't I want nothing to do with it. And that's what he's dealing with because the UFO community is crazy. Um, you know, people are like, I've been adopted by aliens. Ah! <laughs> 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 that, like that's what this guy's dealing with for the last 30 years, is people like that. Um yeah, he he wants nothing to do with it. He's like, this is my story. It's consistent for the most part. You know, obviously, you know, a few like we discussed. And yeah, I don't know. I, I got, he, That's why I say he turned to me. He t- turns the needle.
0: Yeah, I do. I just have a I have a couple points I want to mention before we finish this off. I want to say in 2017, Bob Lazar's workplace was actually raided by the FBI and local police. Um, This was... People who are listening, they may have seen the Netflix documentary. It's called Bob Lazar, Area 51, and Flying Saucers. Um, basically, this, this raid was caught on tape because they were filming this documentary at the time. And That's hilarious. The pro- yeah, the producer of the documentary, as well as Bob, they believe that the raid happened to try recover element 115 that Bob may or may not have at his laboratory. Cuz remember we said in the basics he works um that's what he does. He's like a, he's a he distributes materials and chemicals so it's United Nuclear Scientific Equipment and Supplies. So he's got weird shit that he sells. And allegedly according to Bob and the producer they caught wind that maybe Bob had some of this and they believe that that's what the raid was for. So that's interesting because, right, like if you're getting raided, you know, you're in the middle of recording a documentary, you know, you may or may not have said something that you weren't supposed to say and it was captured and then you get raided. It, it's interesting. Now, I want to say like there's a caveat to this. There's a huge caveat to this because I, I was interested. I was like, well, why did they actually like why did they raid him is there any evidence why they may have Apparently the reason he was raided was that there's an ongoing murder investigation um it includes the state, local and federal authorities and basically there was a substance that was poisonous that they believe may have been used in this murder and they think it the person who obtained this poisonous substance may have obtained it from Bob Lazar's website. That's the official story for the raid.
1: But what what does Bob Lazar's perhaps,
0: website do? Like, does he like sell shit? Oh yeah, they sell like chemicals. Like you can buy. um I think you could buy your. You used to be able to buy uranium off his website, and like, like I'm talking like like so you could buy some oh, crazy he, chemicals. He sells chemicals, right, and yeah, like he, substances he's like, and
1: like he has been involved in some like black market shit, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, he's, he's got some charges. <laughs> he's, got, he's got a couple <laughs> bodies. <laughs> he's, but that was the reason for the raid. Like, that was what the, the report said. They thought maybe he was in that murder that someone bought a substance from him. So they're like, that's why we raided him. But the question is, were they actually just trying to find element 115? The, the fact that it was a, such a coincidence with the documentary is kind of crazy to me. I don't know what I believe, but I just wanted to put well, that out there because it is is—it's a crazy uh, story. I
1: haven't watched the documentary. It was definitely on my list. I didn't get to it, but yeah, I want to check it out. I heard the good things too. Heard's really good and informative. So
0: it's good. It's a great doc. I'd highly recommend it now. <laughs> maybe before, so I, that was a crazy raid that happened, but I want to say a couple things before we roll out. Um, because it's, we wouldn't be doing the story justice if we tried to bury this information under the rug. I want to say in the 19, in 1990, Bob Lazar was arrested for aiding and abetting a prostitution ring. (laughs) So, uh, I guess he had a reduced sentence. It was felony pandering. I don't know what that means, but he pleaded guilty to that. And he was ordered to 150 hours of community service. He had to stay away from brothels. And undergo psychotherapy. And That kids. was his charge. No, he didn't. <laughs> that wasn't on there, no. And Chucky e. <laughs> Um <laughs> So that's just like a weird thing that like, I don't know how that happened. And he doesn't really talk about it. and yeah. But it's a thing. Um, In 2006... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say it kind of goes against the character that we
2: know for the UFOs. so. That's what a lot of skeptics will bring up is, you know, his past, and can we really trust this guy because of his past? And I think you were just about to bring up a another controversy or a criminal con- conviction.
0: Yeah, in two thousand six, uh, Lazar and his wife um, they were charged with violating the Federal Hazardous Substance Act. They were restricting restricted. They were shipping restricted chemicals across state lines. So he did get a charge for that. And <laughs> the the company that he owns, it's United Nuclear, I guess they pleaded guilty to three criminal counts of introducing um, into interstate commerce and aiding and abetting the introduction into interstate comm- commerce and banned hazardous substances. So yeah, he did plead guilty to some shit. And then I guess in 2007, they were fined $7,500 for violating law prohibiting the sale of chemicals and components to make illegal fireworks. Light show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, you were about to finish something. Go for it. I was just going to say, so like I just wanted to paint like I'm super into the story but I think this is a part of the story that doesn't get said because that's like a common tactic in any like court investigation is to like discredit the witness. Yeah. So like this information, um, although I don't personally believe it discredits his story, you can see why someone would interpret it that way because they do have some charges. There's also like a few other
2: things that I found that kind of speak to his past and maybe the character that he is. Um, so initially, like in the 1980s, he had a lot of debt and he was only able to pay small amounts of that debt back. So it kind of speaks that, you know, he might've had a motive to develop this entire story because he didn't want to pay off debts or maybe he was filing for bankruptcy at that time. Another thing was, um, he was double married to the same person. So he was married with his first wife. And then he has another marriage certificate with this other lady, but then his first wife died because of inhaling like vehicle exhaust. So they deemed it as a suicide. And then he (laughs) officially marries that second wife that he had. So it's kind of like a weird story that all this stuff happens to him like before 1980 uh, or during 1980s, like he's remarrying the woman on his old wife dies uh, and the second time he marries uh the wife so he first married her as tracy and then the second time when they get married and it's official uh it's the same person but now her name is jackie so it's kind of he's married
0: to joel joy white yeah so like
2: (laughs) he has a lot of marriages maybe that's just bad luck and you know people
0: die, but well, if I don't you're know, fucking it, it, running a prostitution ring, like we got, <laughs> you, you got to marry a few people for green cards. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I'll give him a pass on that. Fuck, you got to how <laughs> else are you gonna run a prostitution ring? You gotta have a couple marriages.
2: It wouldn't be fair to just bring up those criminal convictions. Like, I uh, wanted to bring up something else from his past, just so you know, people can bring their or come up with their own ideas and their own stories on if they like or believe Bob Lazar yeah. or not.
1: So, Since when is uh being a pimp being considered married? Um <laughs> Well,
2: I mean it goes against that like humble, honest. You
1: no, know, I get what you're saying. But I would... think uh I'm gonna push back. I understand, I'm gonna push back a little bit, but I think that this kind of goes to me a lot of goes to the government cover up in a little bit of ways, right? Like this is a guy who I think had to work between the lines to pay bills, and I I think this guy because like, so, like you said, as though he had all this debt, but like he didn't open his business until like 10 years after, um, 10 years after he came out with his story. So, I don't think he was in it for money. I think he, you know, at the end of the day, guy's got to eat, right? So, I mean, you got to support your family and your brothel. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, for you your broth, you know, yeah. So, he's like, you know, yeah, I'm going to sell, I'm going to sell a little. Uranium to Mexico. I'm just gonna do what I gotta do. <laughs> you know what I mean. I gotta get those pesos, man. Um, I, I think he was kind of forced to work within um, within uh, the gray area. Well, not the gray area. You know, <laughs> no, yeah, of, yeah, it makes sense. You know like I mean? you
2: can't you can't tell people you work at Area 51. You have to tell them you have odd jobs and you gotta explain that you know this money is from prostitutes, not really from building aircrafts
1: <laughs> well i'm not justifying running a brothel before anyone jumps on down my throat but i'm just saying this guy i you know you know i think he had to do some things because maybe he was suck a few dicks oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well you know you suck one dick and all of a sudden you're a cocksucker i mean, it's, I mean... <laughs> um you know what I mean? I think he was forced to kind of go a route. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying that's correct. Um, I'm just saying I think that possibly, and obviously this is all hypothetical, but I think maybe he was forced to go down a route. And that's a, that's a train of thought. That's all I'm saying. That You know, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. it was because that, he was yeah.
2: forced to do these things. Definitely a reasonable explanation for everything that we've covered today. So for For both sides. So should we hop into some final
0: thoughts here while we're... Yeah, let's do it. I think, like, I've been following this story for a while, and, I mean, I'm not up to date 100%. Like, I haven't done a forensic analysis of everything. I kind of just know what the articles say, what the documentaries say, what his You're interviews say. Boy. Yeah, I'm, well, obviously, look at this shit. I'm wearing a <laughs> yeah, fucking t shirt. I got my Bob gra- glasses on. I didn't realize it was Halloween.
2: The ass tattoo. <laughs>
0: Oh yeah, that's (laughs) not too, but So that was a secret
1: That was a secret
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ God Um, Yeah, now I have to like God damn it, we're talking about
1: Bob (laughs) Lazar and his
0: secrets and exposing my secrets Everyone has some secrets Everyone has an ass tattoo of Bob (laughs) (laughs) Lazar So my thing is like based on, you know, what i've seen and what i've i've researched and I, i've looked at the skeptic side of things too. So i haven't been one-sided 100%, although i i i'm clearly biased in my opinion. I i um i believe what he said cuz here's one thing. I just think 2017 comes out, we get these thing these videos released by the pentagon of these UFOs. We have the pilots of some of these crafts that were that got this footage of the UFOs coming out and saying they didn't know what the fuck this was. It was crazy shit. They can't explain it. It was moving faster than any technology we know. So we have eye, the most credible eyewitnesses. We're talking about people that protect, protected the United States, you know, like during 9-11, like Commander Fravor. He, you know, he scrambled in those incidences. So like we're talking, these are credible witnesses. These are people that are highly trained. And they have this footage. And not only that, they're talking out about it. The Pentagon releases it in 20... I don't know why, but it's out there. So there's clearly an anomaly occurring. We also know ATIP. We didn't talk about it in this. We talked about it in a couple other episodes. There is a government project that was funded. I think they had $12 million to look into UFOs. And this was like 2012. They're very similar to what Project Blue Book was doing. Uh, Shout out to episode five listeners. Go check that one out real government-sanctioned UFO research program. But that same thing that was happening in the 1960s with Project Blue Book, we have evidence that that was happening in 2012. We know that the funding was happening for that. So what I'm saying is there's clearly interest in this phenomenon, and there's evidence for this phenomenon. And for, to me, based on that, everything I just said, it's not outside the realm of possibility that Bob is telling the truth. Um, he by, by far, he is the most compelling story that I've ever come across, even in doing this podcast with this stuff, it's um can there be better evidence for it? Yes. What like I would love if you know, like I could prove every school I went to for sure. Like I could be like, talk to this person, talk to this person, I can prove it. Do you know what I mean? Like that would I would love for those people that know Bob to like come forward and be like, yeah, he was in this class, this class, you know, he was in this. You know student group with me, and I haven't really seen that, so that it's not the best like so there can be better evidence, but from what I've seen, you know the the x ray scanner of the hand, the fact that he got knew his way around Los Alamos that he was in the phone directory that there's the news articles about his um him working at Los Alamos that he has the education to build a jet engine on a car um that th- his knowledge about physics and engineering. Um I think that that all says something to me. That all that all says something. The fact that he pointed out where Area 51 was before that was even in the public zeitgeist. I I'm just there's a lot that adds up. The fact that the friends he brought out and showed them this specific date at this specific time this is happening, um they can corroborate that story. And not only that they they were caught and it led to his termination. It's there's a lot of things that I can't I can't just throw them away anymore. I can't throw them away anymore. I'm so I'm 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 I think there's only two avenues I can go down. He's either telling the truth. Or this is like a a second layer conspiracy where he was hired by the government and intentionally placed in like situations to cover up that would foster this belief. So like they're showing him fake shit, but he thinks it's real and they know he's going to talk about it. And it's to spread the misinformation. It's to spread a narrative to the public um, in order to cover up the real truth. Shadow cover. Those are the only things I got. He's either telling the truth or he was set up. That's all I have. I don't know. Swerve podcast, hot take. That's that's a great take, actually. It is. Yeah. Um,
1: That's an amazing take. Actually, really good take. (laughs) Um.
0: I don't I'm wearing a goddamn
1: T-shirt, bro. Dude, I don't want to follow that up. <laughs> I don't want to follow that take off. That was too good. Um, do you want me to go next or you got it? Uh, no, I'll, I'll go. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll man up here. I'll man up.
2: Save the best for last, right? Uh, Just joking. <laughs> yeah. Hey,
1: special guest, right? You got honors. Um, this might not be a fair um, take here because... I feel like I'm going to be like picking and choosing things I want to believe. And I don't know if that's necessarily fair to do. Um, I, I kind of buy Bob Lazar's story. I do. I just don't necessarily believe in the aliens and, or the UFO or like, the you know, the, like the work, like I question the work. I don't know if that's a fair take because, you know, I, I don't know. I, I feel like this is one of those stories that maybe it's not a, you're all in or all out. I feel like, I feel like this guy was involved with some shit, you know, in 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 some in some government agencies or in 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 secret projects. Um, I'm still very much so a believer of. I want to see it. Like, why to me to me it's like why is it always this UFO stuff, this alien stuff, always happening in the '60s with terrible technology? And I know this was the '80s, but you know what I mean. Like, it never seems to be a lot happening recently. It's always like when everyone was on acid that <laughs> that that's all oh, the oh, aliens. Um, so that's kind of where my bias maybe comes in here. But I, I, yeah, like I think Bob Lazar a humble guy. I don't think he's in it for money. I think his, he donates most of his shit. Like any earnings he's made off this, off anything he's done with this, like with the, at least to my knowledge when, you know, donated back to science and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's not like the Baltic sea anomaly where they're like, Hey, we have something cool <laughs> here. Let's start making money. <laughs> yeah. All of our electronics just stopped working. Yeah. Everything we, just stopped. We, working. Couldn't, we couldn't do um, it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't think that's a I that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know if that's a fair take. Um, because I feel like I'm picking and choosing, what i want to believe um so maybe that's not fair but that's kind of where i'm at and i don't i'm trying not to sit on the fence so i guess you're I'll, I'll, right I'll, in that fence right now dude like, i am <laughs> well okay here's what i'm going to say though like i'm not going to sit here and say that i believe in aliens based off bob lazar but this guy turns the needle for well
0: what me. about the uf this ufo Well,
1: wouldn't that mean you believe in aliens though If you believe in the UFO, depends what your definition is of aliens. Out of this world stuff. Well, but what's the question? We haven't asked a question. Do we believe Bob Lazar's story? Yeah. Yeah, that's the question. That's the story? story. Well, then I fuck. I have to sit on the fence, fellas. I have to be that guy. What? What? (laughs) Dude. Well, I know. I don't like being that guy. I'll take a shot for it. But I mean, I don't like being that guy. But what am i supposed to do here i don't
0: well this what would you bet like would you bet a thousand dollars he's telling the truth or no i would well, okay, i would but, okay, i would do i would take that bet telling the truth on what his story i would just take that bet like say like everything encompassed in everything like say we had every... access to the code of the simulation and like oh this is the code to the simulation we can tell you the truth about everything what's your bet I'd be like, I bet $1, a $1,000 he's telling the truth. What's I'm saying? like, say, okay, God comes down and it's like, hey, I can tell you for sure well, we're rewinding. whether or not he's telling the truth. What's your bet? You know, God's coming down have, and he's playing or blockbuster the simulation.
1: and he's, you know, be kind, please rewind type of thing. And he just rewinds yeah, just saying, everything.
0: Like, say, say for sure you could figure out the truth. However you figure it out, God tells you or you have access to the code of the simulation that we all exist in. You know the truth for sure. But you just have to make a bet before you have access to it. Would you bet that he's telling the truth? I'm saying I would take that bet. I would bet the $1,000. Telling the truth on the extraterrestrial stuff. That he worked on um, UFO technology, extraterrestrial technology. Yeah, that's what I would bet.
1: Well, no, because I. But um, I don't know at the same time. I'm saying no. (laughs) I'm saying no. I'm going to say no, I guess, then. Which I don't think is fair because I believe in Bob. Like, I. Bobbles are to me is a guy who I would believe. He like he's a good you person. He
0: believes what he believes. Yes, in some yeah, crazy. Yeah, that's me too. I believe he and, believes what he believes.
1: <laughs> in some crazy inception way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally maybe believe. that's the
0: best way to frame it. I, I, like, not, I believe I, what
1: he believes himself. I also am going. To, I I know I'm sitting on the fence here, so I'm going to take a shot because that's not what we're about here. But
2: <laughs> oh, I definitely agree that like. I believe that he believes what he is saying. Uh it's just very hard to like think both sides of the story are so far fetched like that he made all of this up, that he has all this kind of evidence that proves his theories or that the government is trying to cover something up and using him and like putting all these decoys in and you know getting him into these situations like both sides of that coin are so far fetched that it's hard to sit either way like from the little bit of research that I did like I was a skeptic coming into this podcast um, just because you know uh, it it seemed like plausible that
1: do we convince you
2: uh, you guys did like presenting that evidence did convince me that you know uh, I I do believe that there is a story in between the truth and what we know Like there, there there's something there. There There's definitely something there, whether it's covered up or whether he was just, he just wasn't exposed to everything because it was compartmentalized. Um, But I do believe that there is a story there. It's just, we don't know the full story yet. And uh, even though at the beginning of this, I was a skeptic, like uh, my mind has been changed that uh, there, there is definitely something that happened to Bob Lazar and that his story from his perspective is true. But is it the actual truth of what the government is doing? I don't. I don't think so.
1: so There's clearly some shady shit that's going on. Yeah, here. definitely.
2: Like, and like a lot of things, like it can't just be coincidence. Like element one fifteen, uh, the scanner, like all these things, it's, it's too far fetched for it to be just a coincidence. Like Bob Lazar had to go through some shit to know that. So I think I think he yeah. is telling the truth thousand dollars on if if his story is true or not well i'm gonna say no like his his version of the story is <laughs> not the truth but his story
0: for himself is true i'm a i'm a, I'm a believer okay that's some uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it sounds like we're all on the fence <laughs> well, I thought we all like words forward. we did we're some all words on the fence thing, yeah we're all on the fence very... a little bit we dance like one, around one thing we got a piece of
2: evidence and we can
0: fall on either side like okay if if this okay so say we could get a stable version of element 115 um you know 10 years from now or something and one of the properties of that element is that it creates gravitational waves and we can actually harness
2: something to prove it yeah that's that's it that's, that's it
0: yeah that's hookline sinker right but there. that would be a game changer for society like we would have and that was kind
1: of a shout out to one of our other podcast buddies there hookline sinker they're saying boosh oh unintentional so, shout out unintentional shout out
0: yeah i think that's all i had to say yeah i think that sums this topic up let's uh let's roll out of it this was a crazy topic all over the map but it was good, good
1: episode. Good content in there.
0: Listen to it twice so, if you have to. <laughs> so yeah. I will say, um, shout out to Side Stepping the Sun, a Canadian rock band that made the intro and outro music to our podcast. Also, as always, um, just shout out to El Hot Sauce. It's just a good hot sauce. I like spicy food and um, they're the unofficial sponsor of the podcast. And I think if you like spicy food because I like spicy food, you'll like it tabanero based it's good shit gonna keep shouting them out fuck yeah also huge huge shout out to Izzo
1: once again yeah coming in coming in killing it for us on the pod here thank you to all of our patreons uh oh fuck yeah you know it it means so much Magnum, you you talk about the the, the tiers because I don't, I don't know the tiers. We got a two dollar, a one dollar tier and a three dollar tier. Uh, I
0: want, yeah, shout out to uh, the patrons. Um, it's it's super and just from any perspective, from a motivational perspective, from the feeling of love perspective, it's just great. Shout out to the patrons, super sick. I want to say we do have a patron. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, no, since we're talking, we about have it. we have a one dollar tier. That's our ride the wave tier. For that, you get numerous shout-outs on the podcast at this point. You also get access to an entire library of bonus content. Um, you know, there's there's 10 plus episodes for you to listen to. So if you're bored and you're like, hey, I'm I'm gone through all your topics, I've listened to everything, there's plenty more topics you can listen to. And it's just for one dollar you get access to all of that. If you are a truther, a supporter of the Swerve podcast. We also have another tier. It's our slap that ass tier for $3. You get early access to all of our content, as well as access to that library of bonus content and numerous shout outs the podcast. So having said that, I also want to say, you know, you can follow us anywhere. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're on Reddit. We're on set it. We're on Quora. We're on where the fuck else are we? We're everywhere. LinkedIn. You can find us anywhere. We're on do you say Instagram? Well, I think like we're on everything. I think we're on LinkedIn. I don't think we've updated that for a long time, but we're there. We're there. You can find us. We're I want to see all
1: We're in your ears. We're
0: right in your now.
2: hearts.
1: Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um we're at Bob Lazar's I, brothel.
0: Like we're fucking everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say that uh I don't. I can't even think what I'm saying. I'm just all I'm picturing right now is George Knapp running around your shelves and knocking shit off the walls, and then running out <laughs> here. <laughs> Fucker, man. <laughs> fucking George Knapp. God damn, Always it, that George fucking guy stirring up some shit. I want to say we do. If you we do feature our drinks that we are concoctions each week, um, or each episode on our Instagram and Facebook. So if you're interested in our recipes. You can go there and find the recipes to some of the crazy concoctions that we have for our second component. Also, please like, subscribe. Any of that is a huge help to our podcast. Just word of mouth is also huge. That's super appreciated. You know, we're a grassroots movement. We're starting from the bottom. Now we're here, but we want to keep which, getting there. Which isn't very we far, keep getting there. but we're here. We're here. <laughs> we're here so here that'd be super self- appreciated.
1: Yeah, no, it's huge. It's huge. It goes so, it goes, it's so easy to just a, a subscribe, a like, you know, it's so easy and that's all we need. Word of mouth. It's all we can ask for. You don't need to donate. We appreciate the, we appreciate the Patreon donate donations, of course, but, you know, yeah, like, subscribe, word of mouth. That's all we're here for.
0: Fuck yeah. And great content. All right. Of oh, course. also topic suggestions, please. Feel free. Um, We did have, (laughs) we have some topic suggestions that we're working on, but I want to say like, feel free, give us topic recommendations. We will do them. Also, uh, also.
1: sorry, sorry. Drink Drink suggestions as well. I know there's a couple people who have sent us some. I'm, uh, I'm in the middle of doing a big Costco run soon to get a bunch of booze. I haven't forgotten about you, but yes, please, please. Drink suggestions. We can't just will drink, say for we can't drink <laughs> Coors Light and Pink Whitney every fucking episode.
0: So <laughs> no. <laughs> I will also say we've done to date every single Patreon requested topic. So if you want for sure your topic to get done, back to Patreon. We have that. That's a thing. Pay a dollar. We have one.
2: Get some yeah. free education. Well, I guess a dollar yeah. education. We'll do
0: the research for you. Whatever you want us to talk about, we'll talk about it probably. Um, I can say that for sure for now while we'll we'll, we'll we still have a reasonable amount of, uh, you know, it's we can do that right now, but that won't always be the case. So get, get in while you can. Until we blow up, what up? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. On that note, um, slap that ass. Izzo, you're our special
1: guest. Can you take us out, please? And ride the wave. <laughs>